here's what I'll say. It was a very weird experience. But at the same time, when I finally got that diagnosis, yeah, you've got MS. I remember just being, okay, all right. (laughs) My family and friends and my employer at the time had different responses to me saying, this is what I have because they couldn't really believe it because that phrase, oh, but you look fine. You look good. Everyone has a story to tell, and we invite you to join us for the Multiple Sclerosis Diagnosis Journey podcast and listen to these unique stories. Greetings, this is Laura Koloskowski, your host for MS Diagnosis Journey. Today, we're talking to Mary Pettigrew out of the Texas area about her experience pursuing the diagnosis of MS. Mary, can you tell us a little bit about what started your thinking that maybe you had MS or what were your symptoms that sent you to the doctor? It was around 4th of July weekend in 2001 when I truly knew something was off and I was having numb and tingly feelings all all through my legs. It just, it's just like I would, it just didn't feel like my own skin. Um, It wasn't painful. It just was weird. And it was basically from the torso all the way down and my fingers. I had had uh, some um, surgery for endometriosis, maybe two to three months prior to this phenomenon that I was dealing with. So my first thought was, well, maybe there's some nerve damage from the surgery that was done. So I went to my OBGYN and she said, nope, 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 everything's fine. So long story short, I still knew something was weird. And back then there weren't very many places to go. And yes, I will admit, even though I don't advise this these days, but I did go to Probably I went to WebMD or something to search my symptoms and the topic of MS did pop up. And I, at the time I happened to be working at a very high end private club in Fort Worth, Texas, where I had um, a lot of different professionals who were members. And uh, every month I did a dinner for a radiology uh, associates group. Uh, so I, I called the, the head person in that group and just said, hey, personal question. I'm having these issues. And he listened to me. Again, this is just a phone call. And he said, well, I hate to say this, but it, he said, it does sound kind of funny in the realm of, of maybe it's MS. And so that's basically the first time I knew just something wasn't right. Well, that's really odd that by a phone call alone, a radiologist would make some a statement like that that uh, would send you down a course that of uncertainty here. It, ex- exactly, and at the same time, it it, it was uncertainty, and and he it, he he didn't say, "Oh, well, this is what you have." He just was he was he was so sweet. I'll put it that way. He was just trying to be supportive and and point me in the right direction as far as finding out what this truly could be. And I felt because of our business relationship, I felt comfortable enough by calling him and moving forward in that direction instead of going to my, um, my general uh, practitioner at, at the time. So yeah, it was very interesting. And, and he did refer me, he said, you know, 
there was a doctor who happened to also be a member of this club that I worked at. So we got me in to see her. And again, I'm still a question mark. We hadn't done any sort of diagnostics yet, but she said, well, let's kind of, let's put you on, you know, some steroids and let's see if that feels better. If it doesn't in a couple days, let's get you in for some testing. So we did some steroids. It was getting uh, maybe about three days before the 4th of July weekend. And I called her and I said, nope, not getting any better. So I went into the hospital uh, on massive, you know, IV steroids. And, uh, and this was not a, an MS specialist uh, of a you know, neurologist that I saw at the time, but at least she was a starting point. She was a neurologist. She was a member of the club. So I, I was very lucky that I had resources at hand to get a jump start on whatever, whatever the heck this thing was. So, so I went in and I had an MRI. I think it was brain and cervical. I don't think it was went all the way down to thoracic and, and otherwise, but I did the, my MRI with and without contrast. I did have a spinal tap. Yeah, the lumbar puncture, which was a horrible experience as far as my recovery, because no one told me that I needed to lie flat on my back. Uh, oh. oh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had, of course, uh, lab work, you know, my blood work. And so that came back uh, showing, you know, positive results for Epstein-Barr virus, which I was familiar with. I knew I had it. I had mono twice when I was younger, chickenpox, just the whole gamut. So, so there was that starting point. So she was still questioning, hmm, this is maybe possible. That was the word possible MS or transverse myelitis. So the neurosurgeon who did my spinal tap was the second opinion that she wanted. And he said the same thing. He's like, well, we don't know. Could be this, could be that. So transverse myelitis still kind of stayed in the picture. And then I was, as I was re- still recovering from the, the side effects from my uh, lumbar puncture, I was referred to another neurosurgeon for uh, an opinion, and he, he hit it on the nail. It was without question. He, he put my scans up there, and I was in so much pain from my uh, spinal tap. He said, well, end of story, Mary. He said, you've got MS. He pointed out exactly where and why, you know, the different spots. And I just kind of went, okay. And this is interesting discussing this, Laura, because it's been 21 years and, and there are different experiences and different thoughts and feelings that I, I'm remembering and, and thinking, oh, yeah, well, this happened. And oh, yeah, yeah, I was married at the time. And you know, my husband wasn't with me when I got diagnosed. And I, so I kind of dealt with that by myself. It was just a really, it was kind of a, just... I'll just, here's what I'll say. It was a very weird experience, but at the same time, when I finally got that diagnosis, yeah, you've got MS, I remember just being, okay, all right. So, (laughs) and going home, trying to get better and still more and more steroids. So, you know, there, there, there you go. And it was just very interesting. And there were very, very few resources back then, but my father flew out from California to, 
as he called it, to hold my paw. And, and <laughs> I, <laughs> that's what he said. He said, I'm going to come out there and hold your paw. My family and, and friends and my uh, employer at the time had different responses to my me saying, this is what I have. Because first of all, they couldn't really believe it you know, because, you know, that phrase, oh, but you look, you look fine. You look good. Uh-huh. Right. You know, and I had no idea what was yet, yet to come. I just knew how I felt at the time. And, and, uh, and, and looking back in hindsight, I think I was probably numb, but I just kind of took it in stride and uh, they gave me some time off work to, and I went back. So about how long do you say it would take for you from your first symptoms of that tingling to that 4th of July firework explosion of you have MS? <laughs> Was that a, a period of a month or three months or three years? Or Well, it's interesting, like, as I was saying a few minutes ago, uh, that I'd had some female surgery in April of, of 2001. So I probably, I was probably having some some of that numbness and tingling probably a month before I recognized, before I officially thought, oh, and I remember, this is interesting. Aha. I remember I was in the shower. I was shaving my legs, but I couldn't feel my leg. It's like I was shaving something. It's like what I'm shaving. I, I, I see my leg. I'm shaving it, but I, it's, I, it's, it just felt like I was, I, it was weird. It's like my leg was covered with a blanket and I was shaving the blanket. If that makes any sense, it just didn't have any, any sensory. So, I mean, it just was weird. I think that when I really started recognizing that, I would say it probably took me a month to actually realize, Oh, there's something weird here. And I got lucky though, as I was saying with, with the resources that I had at the time, I got lucky to, to find people who could get me in and to run diagnostics, I felt that they did a good job of you know go, going through the the you know the the protocol and the processes uh, that we had at, at our hands reach at, at the time. You know, so that's I just kind of took it from there. Um, the neurologist that I had eventually she she cut me off because of insurance reasons. So that was a lot of fun, not <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. but it turned out to be good uh, because I, but, but, you know, then again, I just didn't know where I was going to go. And I ended up getting hooked up with um, another neurologist, again, not an MS specialist. I don't even think that I knew that there was such a thing back, back then. I'm not sure they were that, they were that, they were not that common back in 2001. I don't think like they are now that to find a yeah. neurologist who specializes in multiple sclerosis was pretty exactly. rare back then. So do you have any recommendations or advice for people who might be thinking they have MS and are on their own diagnosis journey? Yes, I do. Ha- I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm usually very, um, uh, I don't want to say cautious as, as far as what I say, uh, but I, it it depends on if I'm posting something online or if if somebody uh, like if if a friend or, or somebody tells me that they they know of somebody that 
might have MS and could I, you know, talk to them? So, so basically I would, I would say, <laughs> even though I, yes, I had no choice, but to go to WebMD back in the day, but don't do that now. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Don't do Dr. Google. Don't do WebMD, you know, because when you go online, it, you're going to, you're going to freak yourself out. And, um, it's, but, but then again, there are some amazing online resources. There are some amazing groups on, uh, on Facebook. There's some good information and there's some really awful information. That's the hard thing when you're newly diagnosed, as far as knowing how to decipher what's good and what's bad and how to, how to take that and move forward. Uh, the number one thing that I would recommend is take a breath. It's going to be okay. Everybody's different in this journey, but be your own best advocate. Talk to other people who have MS, the ones that tell you, oh, do this, do that, take this, take these herbs, use this diet. I, you know, I did this or that. Just use caution as far as I call it um, unsolicited advice. I'll put it that way. So just use caution as far as what you see and read um, on online. But talk to your talk to your primary care first. Talk, tell them what you're feeling. Make make sure that they listen to you because you know MS can can mask as other uh, illnesses whether it be a temporary condition or something uh, more serious, but just get yourself, get, make sure that you are listened to and make sure that um, you are supported by that doctor and start in on the process. And really all that you can do is, is discuss your symptoms, get an MRI and take it, take it from there, you know? I think that is excellent advice, Mary. And with that, I'd like to thank you. You've been listening to Mary Pettigrew on the MS Diagnosis Journey. I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast and listen to future episodes. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you, Laura. Laura.